you are now tuned in to the Brew Thoughts Podcast, a lifestyle guide for the Black millennial woman. We focus on intentional living, personal development, and entrepreneurship all over a great cup of coffee. I'm your host, Fly. Now let's get into this episode. Hey guys, so before we jump into this episode, I really want to give you a little context as to why this episode happened. And basically the premises of this episode is is me and Rosanna, we're sitting down and we're talking all about motherhood and entrepreneurship. Um, I feel as if our stories um, is never told as one entity. It's either you're a mom or you're an entrepreneur. And there are hundreds and thousands of women who are chasing their dreams and creating the life that they want for them and their children at the same damn time so this conversation is going to be so chill so relaxed we are hanging out in a coffee shop in brooklyn so shout out to regular visitors for having us um and it's gonna be super chill and it's like two girlfriends chatting and you guys just so happen to be listening in on the conversation so definitely Relax with us, laugh with us, um, take away some gems, um, listen to her story, feel inspired, and just know that, you know, if you're a mom listening to the show, you're not by yourself, you're not the only one, you're not the first, you're not the last mompreneur, so go for it. Um, I really hope you feel inspired, and I really, really hope this um, encourages you to take action on your dreams today. So, enjoy the show. Peace. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your girl, Fly, and we are now tuned into the Brew Thoughts Podcast, and I have an amazing, amazing, amazing female entrepreneur, mom, mompreneur, um, Latina. We're here in Brooklyn. I'm going to set the scene. We're here in Brooklyn at regular visitors at the coffee shop on Smith Street. Amazing vibes happening. Hey, <laughs> amazing vibes happening. And we're just going to talk all about entrepreneurship and motherhood. Rosanna, just a little back background. Rosanna is a Brooklyn-born foodie whose career began in the hospitality industry 10 years ago, working in everything from restaurants and catering to social and corporate um, event firms. Her passion for food prevailed, blossoming into her own artistry, food styling, and food photography. Known as the NYC Food Muse on Instagram and all over, she's built a stellar reputation as a content creator and a visual artist. She's worked with top brands that you've heard of, Limpton, Walmart, Nestle, Kraft, and Red Red Lobster. Yes, the list goes... The list goes on, and I'm sure you've seen her on the latest show, Hustle, on Viceland. Welcome to Rosanna to Brood Thoughts Podcast. How are you? I'm amazing. What a fabulous intro. I feel like we on a radio station. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so we're going to go right into it. And my first, first, first question is, when did you know that you loved food? Was that a passion? Like for t- food photography, was it because you love food or was it because you love photography? I mean, my my love of food started when I was young. Um, like, I remember my parents had, like, sa- like some old, like, satellite TV. Mm-hmm. And my cousin who lived downstairs, her family just got direct TV. And that was the first time I was ever exposed to, like, Food Network. And I remember running down to her house at 8 o'clock, like, every day, wanting to watch Emerald. 
because he yes. was like exciting and like yeah it was it was a revolutionary time mm-hmm. for food tv at that moment um but i never thought anything of it i went to pursue other things and then um for college i ended up going to school for hotel restaurant management culinary arts um when i got out of that i dove right into like catering banquets event management and i thought that that was where i was gonna stay um after i had my daughter something was sparked inside of me and i just felt like I need a better quality of life, like doing something that I'm actually passionate about versus something I'm just good at. And then also being able to have the time to mother. Um, So when I left my job, I decided, okay, I'm just gonna be like cooking at home. And then I got inspired one day to take a picture of a meal that I made. And I I feel like that was really it. Like I took a picture, I remember of these waffles and they just looked like so amazing because I caught the drip of the syrup and the lighting was perfect and I remember sending that picture to one of my besties and she like called me up like right away and she's like Rosanna she was like people would pay money for this like she's like you you have something here this is for you and I'm no lie when she told me that I felt like this warm sensation in my chest it felt like excitement and falling in love Mm. like intertwined yeah and I was like, shit, this is for me. And it just started from there. I honestly started with a blog. Okay. And then I realized a blog was hard work. And I also wasn't making money from a yeah. blog. So, you know, I took a leap of faith. I took all those photos that I was taking in my little kitchen in the Bronx mm-hmm. in natural light. And I was teaching myself how to shoot manual. I was teaching myself about lighting and composition. self talk. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take a leap of faith. I'm going to just send this out as a portfolio and just apply to gigs and see what happens so from the moment that i picked up the camera five months later i was hired by uber eats that's crazy and i just like i'm running with it so do you feel like your daughter was like the that gateway had it not been for her what have do you think do you ever think like wow if i would never have my daughter what would i be doing and i think that all the time and take me through the experience of because I want to talk about leaving your job because mm-hmm. I feel like I know for me as a mom as well mm-hmm. it's scary it is when you have to provide for your child it's very scary so talk about how you said you know what I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna pursue this yeah what was that did you seek advice or did you just it was all here internal uh, a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I feel like initially when I started, it started when I went back to work because maternity leave, you know, at the time kind of sucked. So I had like eight weeks and then I was back at work. So at work, I just started feeling depressed. Like, you know, I was nursing and I wasn't able, I, I worked in like a lifestyle <laughs> office. Okay. I was the only woman in the office. Wow. And I told these guys straight up, I was like, I'm pumping at my desk. Get used to it. Yeah. But even still, I was just so busy because I was in event management firm um, that I, you know, I wasn't pumping as much as I needed to, so I started feeling guilt. And then from the guilt, I was like, okay, how do I make myself happy? Like, what's what needs to happen here? And I'm like, honestly, what would make me happy is being home with my daughter and like getting some bonding time with her. Before even thinking about being an entrepreneur, right. it was first her. And I remember at the time um, I was living with my daughter's father. We were still together. Uh, we co-parent and I have, now we co-parent beautifully. Um, but at the time we were together, and I remember asking him like, "Listen, can you?" And he was he's a freelancer as well. Oh, okay. So I remember asking him like, "Listen, can you hold down the finances so I could just have you know some a couple months just like to bond with her?" Because by the time I was getting home to the Bronx from Chelsea where I was working, well, that's a commute. She you know uh, she was up for maybe like a half hour before she was going to bed. And I felt a lot of guilt. Um, And so he was like, okay, you know, I'll hold it down. And 
I left my, my job, I stood home, because it was getting hard for him, because he was basically with her during the day while I was at work. Mm. And he was like, you know, it's hard for me to like do my work and yeah. tend to her. I don't know how I do it now, but I do it. Because you're a mom. Yeah, maybe. It's in us. <laughs> it's, it's in us. It totally is. We know how to multitask. Keep the baby at bay so you can work. And it's tough work, but it's in us. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and essentially, that's how it started. Mm-hmm. And then, so, like, I left my job, I remember, the first week of May 2016. And then, like, the last week of May, like, three weeks later, like, my relationship with my daughter's father and I crumbled and I was just in a very vulnerable fragile state but I don't know what it was inside of me that was just like you know throw yourself into whatever it is you're making put your feelings into your food or whatever and like I said there was that day where I made something and Mm. you know I remember I went to go take a picture of it with my phone and I was just like ew this doesn't look as nice right and I had my sister's digital camera was there in my house because we were using it for another project and I remember just taking it and I was like oh snapped a picture and like it just it clicked so like it wasn't a straight away process right. to to entrepreneurship I think it initially started with me just wanting to be a more hands-on parent mm. and then after a month of being home with her I was bored right. so then that's how I got into like me cooking and just yeah. doing all that okay so you started you took the picture of the waffle so you shot your portfolio so you know what I'm gonna send this out to and get booked yeah what was the feeling of that first gig it was excitement i think i was a little bit nervous too because you know they were asking me all types of questions like you know how to shoot manual i'm like yeah right sure (laughs) fake it till you make it right you know some companies are like oh you know how to shoot off camera flash i'm like sure youtube off camera flash of course of course and i think that's the beauty of it because a lot of times we don't start because we don't feel like we're qualified mm-hmm. or we, th- we think we're too old or like i'm a mom now Ooh. like we think we can't learn new things right we can we can yeah we can absolutely so the first gig led to the second one yeah i started shooting basically i started shooting for apps so okay. um first it was uber eats then it was meal pal then it was doordash um and then through that I started getting the attention of like social marketing agencies and so then I started partnering with them and they were pairing me with brands so that's how I got connected with Kraft with Lipton with Nestle with you know all sorts of brands um and then through that I'm like okay let me start putting some packages together let me start like you know really aligning myself with uh with what it is that I want to do yeah um, so I saw, you know, I was meeting other entrepreneurs that had food businesses and we were working together. So I was able to get consistent money that way. Initially, I would say the bulk of my funds came from like shooting with the apps because that was like really consistent work. Um, but now I'm more focused on working with like actual um, smaller businesses, like businesses that, that really care about what they're doing and like, you know, trusted me yeah. to kind of bring that vision to life. I want to get into, because I know you were just saying consistent money. Mm-hmm. How did you feel, or did you ever feel, anyway, being a woman, mm-hmm. pricing your work? Was that a thing? Were you ever like, oh my God, is, am I, is this too expensive? Are they gonna, people going to pay this? Did you ever feel like you were lowballing yourself? Did you ever feel like you was too expensive? How did you figure out your rates? All of that. Definitely mm. not the not the lowballing. Um, well, no, definitely not the expensive part. The lowballing, I definitely felt. Yeah. Um, I felt in the beginning I was kind of pricing myself based off of what the apps were 
because okay. they kind of set their prices. Yeah. But then I realized I do so much more than that. Um, and to be quite honest, I didn't really put pricing up on my website until earlier this year. Really? That was the first time I put pricing on my website. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I felt like a price... In my mind, I thought, okay, if someone comes to me with an idea of what they want to do, it's up to me to determine how much work that's going to take. Mm-hmm. But I also realized that I wasn't driving business in the most positive way by not being upfront about my pricing. So, you know, one of my friends, of course, like, she's like my manager and my and my bestie and she was just like align yourself with wanting to get more business put your pricing out there yeah so i had put the pricing out there literally maybe a week before the the viceland thing aired (gasps) really yeah so like very it was it was not that long ago that i put pricing up on there because i was just relying on people inquiring and just hitting me up but i realized that i wasn't I wasn't sending out the right energy by not being upfront with my pricing because yeah. I also, you know, I had situations where people have come to me and be like, "Oh, that's too expensive." But the then famous, they, yeah. But then they're the same person that'll come back a year later, like, "Yo, your shit is fire. Like, exactly. let's work together." And I'm like, "Well, it's well, about time." Right. And so the price has gone up. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So yeah. Wow, just a week before Viceland. That's mm-hmm. really, really interesting. One of my good friends, Rome, he does amazing photography for like BET, Essence. Mm-hmm. We, he lives in LA and we always link up when I go out there. And he, you know, he's like, what's your pricing? And when I told him, he's like, you need to raise that. Mm, he gave me he gave life. me the push he gave me the push to do the website he gave me the push to buy my domain he gave me the push like i, I really rely on my creative circle a lot but it's important to he, have that yeah yeah what? yeah he was it like is. raise it rosanna that's what, like and even now i bet you he would look at my pricing and still tell me i'm, I'm starting too little and you know what people will pay it because your work is phenomenal thank you thank you like you're you have an eye and it's not even just like you're an artist it's a feeling. I You're want you to artist. feel something oh, when you look at the picture. Absolutely. I feel it. At the coloring. It looks... I'm like, damn, this looks good. I'm like, can I even recreate this? Yes. I don't know. What do you, it's, it's beautiful. Thank you. So, Bama Abelard, because we have yes. some Latin yes. women Let's listening. Bama Abelard, Viceland. Viceland. Now, dímelo. Are you Dominican? I'm everything. My, my father's Dominican and Chinese, and my mom is Puerto Rican and Mexican. And there's some Jewish in there, too. Okay. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. A swirl. Everything. Everything, honey. All worlds. Tell me how, when you got that phone call. So, I... I'm a big believer in alignment. Yes. And so through social media, if there was someone who had like really inspiring content, I'm following you, but I'm not being annoying about it. I'm commenting on what I genuinely and authentically resonate right. with. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy, John Henry. Oh, yeah. And, yes. And I followed him. And I was just, you know, I wasn't, I knew he was someone who was well connected and entrepreneurial and I admired him. Um, but I also know that this guy's probably swarmed with lots of DMs, lots of, you Not know, everything. So I was just like, you know, we were supposed to have a meeting at a coffee shop and, like, talk. But I had some, uh, what was it, sitter issues. And so I couldn't make it. And I was like, damn, I missed that opportunity. Whatever. So he had followed me back. And he was always commenting on my food pictures. Like, oh, my God, this looks good. This looks good. So I guess he was doing the Viceland thing already. And then he called me up. 
um, two days before they're filming like the last scene of the pilot, which is the scene at Ashley's house mm -hmm. for the dinner party where she's kind of showcasing her jams mm -hmm. and using them in all different kinds of applications. Mm -hmm. So he calls me up two days prior. He's like, hey, we're filming this Saturday, da 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 you know, do you want to come and, and be a part of it? And I'm like, sure. He didn't give me details as to like, oh, you're going to be mic'd up and, on, and like having like a powwow. Oh, I didn't know any of that. Wow. And I don't know what he remembers, but I remember that conversation. And I thought my ass was going to be somewhere in the background. Shut up. Rosanna. I, yeah. So, so when you're getting mic, you're like, what? Girl. <laughs> let me tell you. Are you looking around like, what is going on? Wait, I'm about to be on? Listen, I get there. <laughs> First of all, I'm dressed in all black. And I didn't have nothing, like no makeup on. I, I think I probably just filled in my brows a little bit so oh I could look God. alive. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking, I'm thinking I'm going to be in the background. Right. I'm not thinking that it's like really anything about me. I'm just happy to have my face. Like Hello. literally, I'm like, eh. Like, I yeah. pop my face in the scene or something. Um, but when I get there, you know, they have the majority of the people that are attending the party kind of outside her apartment. Okay. And we're filling out these, like, you know, non-disclosure forms or yeah. whatever. And then they're like, all right, we're going to let everybody inside. So they let everybody inside, but then they're like, wait, you wait. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> they're oh, like, wait, snap. you wait. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? And then this guy's, like, shimmying a mic up my pant leg. And I'm like, I ain't shaved my legs. I'm like, what's oh, going on here? <laughs> They setting you up. And I was just like, yo. I was getting set up to go I, on the screen. I was so <gasps> nervous. And then, like, basically, it was supposed to be, like, me walking into the apartment. And then, like, the camera was, like, literally right there in my face. And I had to look natural. Right. And I was so <laughs> nervous. How do you look natural with a big camera in your face? Right. But that's the thing. Like, I saw something the other day that said, like, you know, when the universe presents things to you that you feel you're not really ready for you really are ready like it's, it's for you to take that leap mm -hmm. and so when we sat down to have our little powwow like at that point i was fully empowered i had a little cocktail in me and i was i was feeling good was ready i was ready and i was ready to like you know give it and when I, as soon as i sat down it was kind of like when you and i saw yeah. each other ashley and i just clicked like she's just like was that the first time you meet yeah <gasps> yeah it looks so like like you it didn't seem that way. No, we bonded instantly. Like, she sat down next to me. She's like, you're beautiful. And I'm like, you're beautiful. Like, she looked, did you see her in that episode? She yes. looked gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. She always looks good. Yeah. Um, but we just, like, clicked. And, like, after that episode, we, we continued to work together. She's hired me a few times. I've shot product for her. I've shot uh, one of her dinner parties that she did. Um, but in that moment, I just remember being like, wow. And when I got home, I didn't really realize the magnitude of what happened. Like, it wasn't until it aired um, that I realized, like, wow, this is this is something. Wow. Yeah, it sparked that that recording that episode. We recorded that in it was January or February of 2018. Oh, okay. So it was like a year ago, and that's when I just started playing around with the idea because everybody was like, "Oh, you got to do stuff on camera. Like, people want to see you. Like, your food is great, but like, we yeah. want to see more of you." And I was just warming up to that idea, so I felt like that Viceland thing kind of like. Yeah. you know elevated it oh, for yeah. me and that's when i really started thinking about the taco show and like doing all the other yeah. stuff yeah 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 wow that is yeah. that is something yes very it's a it's, the alignment like that's what it the is importance of it and really like living in your purpose practicing your craft and taking pictures and working in your purpose led you to that so what's next oh my gosh that's a heavy question i hate when people ask me girl what's next i just woke up i don't know there's so <laughs> much there's so much because like if you go to my page you see food photographer food stylist and host and i am doing all of that mm -hmm. but there's other things happening too like you know with a little with that exposure i'm getting more clients so your girl is booked and busy bless hello yes. thank you 
Yes, because we need that consistency. And people don't realize, like, you know, you hiring someone like me, it's more than just your your belief in my worth. You're believing in me as, as a woman, as a creator, as a Latina, of as course. a mother. Like, you know, people, when people, I love when people want to do the whole exposure thing. And I'm just like, I cannot feed my daughter on exposure, my dude. Like, let's, <laughs> Talk about let's, it. let's really get into that Do real people quick. still really do, like... Yeah, especially after the Viceland episode. People were hitting me up like, oh, I want to send you some product. And I, I hit them back with the like, thank you so much for your support. Here's a link to my services page. Let a me know which... what, for you to shoot? Yeah, like <gasps> to send me some free stuff so that they can get some pictures. And I'm just like, no, no baby. Mm-mm. Did you, you check out my packages. That? Did you expect that? No, I didn't. But I was able to spin that in a positive way because I really was appreciative of the support and of, you know, people, you know, reaching out to me because they liked who I was or my work. Um... But I did have to let them know, like, okay, glad you like it. Here's a link to my services page. Mm-hmm. Let me know which package you want. And I've definitely gotten some few clients from that, which was great because I think they're seeing, like, you know, this woman is about her business. Yeah. And I had one client that wasn't even a foodie, food client. They were a beauty product client that hit me up. And I remember his email, and he was just like, I loved your work. I saw you on Viceland. Uh, I saw your pricing. Sounds good. When can we book? And I'm just like, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's the kind that's of clients I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I'm like, more of those, 2019. More yeah. of Don't fight me on it. Just know that I'm worth it. Because essentially, I'm doing three jobs in you one. You are. You are. Styling, shooting, editing. And you know what? Like, I love, I love how you describe it. Styling. I never thought, because I'll be honest, trying yeah. to shoot my coffee bags is hell for me. It's not easy. It's not easy. And I'm like, and then when I look, because I go to your page, and I'm like, okay, let me see, because it's all about position and all that. It's not easy. So the styling part Mm -hmm. by itself is a grit. Like, people need to pay. Yeah, and and the lighting and everything. Like, you know, you're creating a feeling. Mm -hmm. You want, that's essentially what it is. It's more than just, you know, just looking at something pretty. It is visual art. It is composed visual art that takes thought like me moving something just an inch to the left makes all the difference it does wow yeah so anything up and coming uh so right now excuse me in addition to taking on more new clients i'm also doing some other like you know casting print stuff nice um my daughter has you know modeled a few times she's done some Aww. stuff for toys r us and um for imaginarium toys and the agency that she's signed to by coastal management reached out to me and they were like hey do you want to go out like on print and casting stuff so like through that i had gotten this really great collaboration with american greetings the, nice. the card company yeah. and i had posted something about it on my feed i did something for them we just did like an audition for like a tj maxx commercial and like just really kind of exercising the avenue because as a creative i was happy being behind the camera i and i still am um but people and things have aligned themselves in a way that are showing me the impact of what it is for people to see me oh yeah to be visible mm-hmm. um and, and and to really put yourself out there and be seen so i'm continuing to work on my taco show nice. um i am in talks with a network i'm not going to mention i told you about it before we yeah. started the thing um 
and just really developing the NYC Food Muse brand. You know, last night I'm saging and I'm just like, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm just oh, like saging too. NYC Food Muse TV show, NYC Food Muse cookbook, coffee table book, NYC Food Muse cookware, NYC yeah. Food Muse aprons. Yes. Like I'm just like we're building an empire yeah. here in any which way that we can get it. So, um, in addition to all of that stuff, I'm organizing um, some panels, some speaking engagements, and you know, just really trying to share my message uh my personal message as well as the message regarding like the food scene and how we can elevate it so i'm working on a panel um that's going to happen in the bronx in april um we're calling the panel the foodie down bronx yeah oh so cute yes emmanuel came up for it with that i'm gonna give him full credit so um and uh so like you know basically bringing awareness to the food scene that's in the bronx so i don't think people are really aware and i think there's like a misunderstanding that the bronx is kind of this one note hispanic cuisine which it it's there but um there's just so much more and there's so much more culture there you can find awesome jamaican food you can find awesome tacos there's a taco truck that i swore by when i lived on white plains road really um yeah i can't remember the name of it but it was just like that when i didn't want to cook that was the go-to because it was fresh it was good it was authentic Mm. they give you the little grilled cebollita on the Ooh. side like oh yeah that's authentic yes you already know yeah that you know it's authentic when you look at the menu and you see things like lengua uh-huh. <laughs> like you know what i mean <laughs> it's absolutely true um but yeah you know just focusing on creating more uh video content yeah. you know doing more print work uh you know just working my way into the tv and, and entertainment sector that's awesome yeah i'm yeah. so excited for you and Thank i can't you. wait to see you continue to grow. Yeah, you're so inspiring, you. and it's just I don't. For me, I feel like they just our stories are not told enough, and that's why when I bumped into you on Instagram, I'm like, and she's a mom. It's true. It's I like, don't think people realize the the Latina mom creatives that exist. They don't. They really, really don't. And if they do, they don't represent the Latinas that are a little brown. Okay, that's Factual. a whole because I follow lots of you know women empowerment and you know Latina driven pages, but let's just say they're on the lighter Pantone spectrum. Yep, absolutely, and that's cool because that that those people exist, but we exist too. Exactly, and 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 maybe the Latinas that don't necessarily look like the quote unquote typical Latina because I mean, and I love this. I, I love being looking like I'm multicultural because I get Muslim, I get you know Indian, mm-hmm. I get Arabic all the time, and that's totally cool. I get Egyptian. That's yeah. wonderful. I'm happy that I'm deeply rooted right in absolutely. in my ancestry. Um, but just showing the representation of what a Latina looks like. When I think about myself on TV and what I bring in terms of a, uh, from a um, creative and, I guess, how do I say, from a creative and uh, visual standpoint, you know, all Latinas don't need to look like a Sofia Regatta. She's herself. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We both are short-haired ladies that embrace our short hair, that embrace the fact that, you know what I'm saying, we don't have to be skin tight, dressed to the nine, in heels to be considered, you know, ethnic or Latina Because that's the thing. Yeah, that's totally a thing. That's you know, totally the women. Can you look? Can you sound more Hispanic? Oh, absolutely. Can you look more Hispanic? Oh yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. So, I want you to give before we wrap up. Yeah. One piece, if you have one or several, yeah. Yeah. advice to any woman who might be listening, who's a mom who wants to pursue her passion, but she doesn't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you tell her? Two things. I would say start by having fun. 
don't think okay i'm starting a business tomorrow just think okay tomorrow i'm gonna draw or tomorrow i'm gonna write or tomorrow i'm gonna take pictures or tomorrow i'm gonna go outside and meditate Mm. um just start having fun with what the thing it is you want to do so Mm. that you can get more inspiration Mm. i would say align yourself with Mm. people who maybe are already doing the things that you're doing Mm. or close to it or maybe they're just starting and you guys can bounce ideas off each other and the last thing i'll say which has been kind of like my mantra since since I started this is life is beautiful on the other side of fear oh like just step past it I I have these little oracle cards at home and I was pulling a card the other day and it said beyond the threshold of fear Mm. Mm because fear is not really real it's not it's not it's all in your head based off of what maybe you saw growing up or what you've been through in your life but it's not real yeah and that's it that's really it like step on the other side of fear see what you're made of Thank you so much, Rosanna. (laughs) And you know what? I always said that before I left my job. I was like, everything I want is on the other side of me being afraid. Yeah. Everything. Because I was just like, Lord, how I'm going to feed these three kids, Lord. Ooh. Three babies. Three babies. Yeah, girl. Well, (laughs) let everyone know where they can find you. um, And... Yeah, and I'll put everything down in the show notes, but let everyone know where they can find you and all platforms, websites, everything. Absolutely. Facebook and Instagram, NYC Food Muse. That's N-Y-C-F-O-O-D-M-U-S-E, NYCfoodmuse.com. I'm most active on Instagram um, and especially through my website. You can reach out to me there. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. You dropped them gems. And to all of the bosses out there who are listening, make sure to follow her story, her journey on NYC Food Muse on Instagram and check out her website. As always, you already know it's your girl Fly with mad love. I'll see you guys in the next one.